What's going on, everybody? Merry Christmas. My name is Chris. You are listening to Tales from the Tar Heel State. And this is going to be the Christmas episode. Thanks for listening. So, what is Christmas? When is Christmas? Why Christmas? Those questions I'm going to try to answer. Um, trying to do a little something more in-depth than I normally do. Trying to change up my my plans here with my podcast. See if I can be a little bit more uh, professionally. Spend a little more time maybe giving you some stuff you might actually learn something. I don't know. And still be funny. I don't know how funny I am. <clears throat> I do try. I hope I make you laugh sometimes. Uh, it is my goal to entertain and to make you giggle a little bit. And uh, so, anyway, yeah, Christmas is here. It's 2022. It's been a long year. Has been for me. It's been stressful, worrisome. And this is the time of year to give thanks and be thankful. And that's really hard for some folks to do, especially people like me. Um, But we're going to give it our best shot, everybody. So, uh, Christmas, December. Why is it in December? Why, oh, why? When did it first start? I don't know. Let's check it out. Let's see what kind of information I've got here. Um, so early on with Christmas, um, probably started German stuff, Yule, had to do with the winter solstice and everything like that, and um, the leaving of the sun, if you will, especially in the northern countries. So you got up into Scandinavia, uh, places like that, obviously, um, Siberia, anywhere up in northern Asia, uh, if you were living in northern Canada or Alaska, um, you know, the sun goes away for a long period of time. And so it literally leaves, it'll be dark, you're not going to see the sun for like two months. So you can imagine during that time, a lot of sickness, cold, people dying, um, you know, hard to make it in that kind of climate. So they celebrated the return of the sun. Um, so when that came back, that was a big fucking deal. Um, meant crops would grow again and, you know, people wouldn't be fucking sick and dying all the time. So pagans, they, they would celebrate like the birth of a person. So they celebrated your birthday. Christians early on, they Christians didn't really celebrate your birth, right? So that wasn't important to them. Um, it was more important like the your rebirth into Christ. So like when you were, if you were martyred or something like that, that was the time when you were, you know, going to be remembered, not when you were actually born. Nobody gave two shits about that. <laughs> They didn't give a shit about your fucking birthday. They only cared when Jesus got a hold of that ass. Um, so, um, yeah, the first couple centuries of Christianity, there was strong, strong opposition to uh, recognizing people's birthdays. Um, you know, your real birthday was when you were born into Christ. So why December 25th? Um, that was first accepted in the year 2021. So we're looking a couple hundred years after uh, the life of Jesus, if you will. And uh, the person that first accepted that, uh, his name was Sextus Julius Africanus, which, you know, sounds like the name, scientific name of a cool, like, 
cat or something. I don't know. Sextus Julius Africanus. I don't know. <laughs> I like that fucking name though. Um, it's pretty fucking, pretty fucking sweet. But, uh, so they, they first thought like the, it came to be like around the 25th. Um, there are reasons for that. We'll get into, um, but piously, if we're going like from what, you know, religious stuff was saying, uh, from the, from when Jesus was conceived, his first conception date or whatever, uh, being like the beginning of light into the world. So like the fourth day of creation, um, God created light, which is when they are, you know, like, so that's when Jesus was conceived with the birth of light. So the fourth day of creation, <laughs> it's weird shit, right? So then like nine months later of the gestation period, that was when he would have been born. <laughs> so fucking weird, man. Christians fucking, they come up with some shit, man. I guess all religions do, but you know, this is the religion that I grew up in. So it's, it's just amazing how they got to there. So <laughs> on the fourth day of creation, God created light. So he created Jesus then. So when that happened, nine months later, poof, you're getting Jesus. But that would have been around January the 6th, I think, or 7th, something like that. But uh, that didn't work out like they wanted it to for whatever fucking reason. I forget exactly why they got back to the 25th here. Let's see if I can tell you. Got to look over my notes. I'll get it figured out here. Uh, one explanation was the the uh, Christianizing of it. They uh, listed the uh, in Latin to celebrate like the return of the sun. So you're, it, it coincides with Jesus coming, and then the return of the sun. You know, so Jesus being the sun, and then the literal sun when you lived in northern fucking you know northern fucking territories, if you will, northern territories. There, bloody drover, get the bloody drover to run them motherfuckers up there. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dies, Dies Solus Invictinati, the day of the birth of the unconquered sun. So it's the celebration of the winter solstice. So they did that to celebrate <clears throat> their gods and stuff. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the Romans did that shit. They all kind of did the same things. It's really fucking crazy how it all comes together and how they, you know, put the pagan stuff in so that, you know, they could get the, the other religions to tie in. It's just to get people to follow along. It's really, it's really pretty fucking interesting. So yeah, the spring equinox, the birth of the world on the fourth day, God created light, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so yeah, for a long time, January 6th was the day and, uh, his baptism was the date. So it's just a bunch of craziness. They they had it all mixed in there together. They threw everything in there. As many things as we can put in there together. Um, <laughs> but why, let's see, widely celebrated by the 9th century, but this wasn't as important as Easter and Good Friday. So the Roman Catholics especially were all about some Easter and shit when you're dying and rebirthing. So again, back to that whole thing of they didn't really give a shit about when you're actually born. They only cared about your birth into martyrdom or your birth into Christ. So, you know, that, that was much more important. Easter, Good Friday, they really cared about that shit. And uh, the, the first Christians, I guess it was a nighttime thing. So I guess, you know, you had Jesus being born in the manger and the Magi, the wise men coming there. So that's at night. You had this, you know, the star of Bethlehem or whatever leading them there. And all unto them, you know, you shall be born you a savior in the city of David and all like that there. Um, from Peanuts. If you don't remember that, you can pull it up on YouTube and you can watch the whole Peanuts thing. Um, 
which is pretty cool. I love that whole scene with Linus. But, um, yeah, the first Christmas trees came about. I mean, that was like, so we had, let's see, we had the Midnight Mass, and Protestants increasingly have done that. So Roman Catholics always did that. So they had your Midnight Mass, and then you would open presents and stuff like when you got home from Midnight Mass. So it was technically really late at night, Christmas Eve, early Christmas morning. Um, here in America, most people do it Christmas morning. Um, but, you know, to each his own. Every family does it differently. People do it different sometimes. Some people are more strong in tradition. Some people aren't. So, you know, it's um, it's interesting. That just that, I mean, it varies from house to house. So there's no full-blown, like, rules here, obviously. That's why it sounds kind of jumbled up. I mean, I read so much stuff about all this, and it's all kind of... You know, all the pagan religions, you know, any of that kind of stuff, is it falls in there, and the Christians. We'll get into it more. <coughs> Everyone has something they celebrate at that time of year because of the winter solstice and everything. The day is going from, you know, shorter to longer, finally. But Christmas trees, when did they first come around? 1605, from what I could find. In um, Stroudsburg, the first fir tree was decorated with apples. They put apples on that shit. I guess that's where we get the the red apples on there. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they had yellow apples. Maybe they had gold apples. I don't know. Green apples? I don't know. I guess they should have been red, but... The first candles were recorded on such trees. 1611. By a Silesian Duchess was the first person to write about that. So that's when they first started putting candles on there. Because they didn't have electric lights, y'all. There wasn't no LED then. You didn't have your fancy LED lights. <laughs> so you had the, uh, then you got like the advent wreath and stuff like that. Those, that came later. Uh, it's a much more recent thing. It denotes the four Sundays of the advent season. Um, originally, they celebrated like all 24 days leading up to Christmas of December. But 24 candles is a lot to put on a wreath. I'm sure that, you know, burnt up a lot of wreaths. A lot of fires. A lot of little old ladies getting caught on fire and shit, probably trying to walk in the door. It's about head height for a little old lady. Poof! Granny's hair is gone. Goddamn. That would be a Christmas to remember if that shit happened. But anyway, they started out with 24 candles on there, and they broke that down to four candles, so just on the Sundays. And um, yeah, it had, it, it had its roots in like the 16th century, but it didn't really become more popular to around the 19th century, so like the 1800s. In case y'all don't know that, by the way. 19th century is the 1800s, you know, fucking 18th is 17th, it's like the 100 years before. Never understood that, but in case you didn't know that, I'm sure you probably did. If you're listening to a podcast, you probably know that. But yeah, the advent calendar was created in the 19th century by a Munich housewife. A Munich housewife. She got sick and tired of her fucking kids asking all the time, when's Christmas, Mom? How much longer to Christmas? How much longer to Christmas, Mom? When's Christmas? She got sick and tired of that shit. So she made a calendar so the little shits could just fucking flip it every day and know when fucking Christmas is going to come. She got tired of answering. That's a lazy mama or good mama. I'm not sure which one. Maybe a little bit of both. I guess it worked out good for the kids and for her. So I guess more ingenious mom would be a yeah, very uh, clever lady. The first commercial calendar wasn't printed until 1851 in Germany. So still, that those commercial commercially made advent calendars with your little piece of chocolate and all that kind of thing in there, those have been around since 1851. That's pretty wild. 
Gifts to family members became a practice toward the end of the 18th century. So around, you know, end of the 17th and 1700s became uh, common to give uh, gifts amongst your family members. Christmas cards began in England in the 19th century. My wife is English as fuck. All her uh, ancestors and stuff, when we did 23andMe, so I almost completely English. Uh, set a couple of little, uh, print a couple of French whores from across the English Channel or something like that. From around Normandy, I think, is uh, shed a little bit of, uh, <laughs> just a little bit of uh, blood from Normandy, the area there. Um, but all the rest of her family is from like the Kent region. So I'm going to attribute that to why my wife loves to send out Christmas cards to any of y'all that got them. Uh, Merry Christmas to y'all. You know who you are. So, um, yeah. Anyway, gifts came as the gift of the gift of Christ to man, right? So it's a representation of God's gift to us. Uh is one of the that's like the Christian belief. Um that's one of the reasons that we give gifts, but also it goes back to the wise men bringing gifts to the manger and all that kind of shit. All right, I had to take a quick break. Sorry about that. My phone was going off. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, the advent calendar. Yeah, Christmas gifts, all that good stuff. So where were we? Okay, St. Nicholas comes, feast day, December the 6th, bringing modest gifts of candy and such to the kitties. Good old St. Nick. St. Nicholas. Yeah, it's a trip, man. It's like uh, so many different countries and everything. It's like Armenia was the first country to uh, to adapt Christianity as the official religion. They use their own. So all these different dates and stuff is, is wild. So they, they use their own church calendar. So Christmas is on January the 6th. Ethiopia celebrates Christmas on January the 7th, and they have been Christians since the 4th century, by the way, Ethiopia. In Brazil, it's summertime, so Christmas they do fucking fireworks and picnics and shit because it ain't wintertime down there. In India, the Christmas tree is a fucking uh, mango tree or bamboo tree, so that's crazy. In, J- in Japan, they like to sing Rudolph and fucking White Christmas. So even though they're you know, mostly Buddhist and Shinto, even they like to decorate and have Christmas trees. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. It's just all over. People do it. And I'm not sure why the Japanese do it other than they like the way, probably because it's decoration and shit, you know, with all the, you know, they like all that kind of shit, decorating and stuff like everybody does. You get like uh, Rio de Janeiro and stuff. You get down there in Brazil. You got fucking Carnival. So everybody likes all the bright colors, the Chinese with the dragons and shit. It's just... So I guess it's easy for everyone to <clears throat> jump on with the uh, on the Santa train. Jump aboard the Santa train. Welcome, welcome to the Santa train. So yeah, Saint Nicholas brings gifts and shit. <clears throat> so he's pretty cool. Um, not sure what he's tied into exactly. I'm sure I could have looked that up more, but I was busy um, checking out other shit. Uh, kind of looking into like the more origin story of. Uh, the uh the holiday itself um not so much on like stuff like saint nicholas and shit but yeah um so on the pagan side of things like 
you had Yule, right? So that started before, like, the Christians. I know I started off with a little bit of talk about Yule, but being German, Germanic, um, Germanic people, so, like, the Western Germanic tribes, right? So Vikings, basically, at that time. Um, so they're right there on the sea, Arctic Sea, and all that shit, or whatever the fuck that is up there. Uh, I don't know what the hell it is. But yeah, Yule was observed historically by Germans, and uh, in modern times, mostly by neo-pagans, coinciding with the winter solstice. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have that winter solstice shit, man. You gotta have them festivals. That's what we're talking about, carnival. Um, reasons for celebrations. Like I said, the coming back of the sun, especially in the northern territories. So... At any rate, it's uh, Yule is one of the oldest winter solstice festivals. It's widely agreed that it started as Joel, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yol, J-O-L, I guess Yol probably. And it's Norse in origin, so, you know, the fucking Nordics. Themes of light and fire. And meat was plentiful that time of year, so a lot of feasting going on. Because uh, in those places, the climate was really harsh. So animals, you know, oftentimes didn't live through the fucking wintertime. So they would, you know, do a lot of slaughtering of their cows and shit like that in the end of the, you know, in the wintertime there. So they have lots of meats and have a big festival, lots of feasting. And, um, you know, they would also sacrifice animals to the gods and elves and shit, which is wild. Um, but yeah, the harsh climate, they weren't going to probably live anyways. So they keep them alive as long as possible and then uh, harvest the critters as needed, I guess. Um I guess if they felt like they needed to uh, sacrifice one to the gods, they sacrificed one to the gods, and they ate too. So they're like, oh, things haven't been that great, so let's uh, sacrifice this here cow. And uh, chow down. On top of that, we'll have a fucking celebration. Since we did love this poor little guy. All right, sorry about that, y'all. I had another phone call. That was from my attorney. So, anyway... Um, Yule, slaughtering the animals, all that good shit. All right, so one of the earliest references to Yule is from an English monk and historian named Beatty, who wrote in the early 8th century about Jinli, a period of two months on the calendar used by the Norse and the Anglo-Saxons that marked the time when sunlight began to increase. So, and then you have the Yule log, and that shit was supposed to burn for like 12 days. It's this magical log that burned for 12 days. Uh, kind of like Hanukkah and their oil. It was a one day worth of oil. lasted for 12 or 8 days or whatever it was. You know, just shit like that. Uh, Sweden, they do a Yule goat. <laughs> so this Yule goat, he's a companion to Santa Claus. And they they have this Yule goat. Um, they're not, I mean, I, I think because of sacrif- you know, sacrificing, um, that's one of the only things I could find is that. And that Thor's chariot was pulled by goats. And so, um, celebration of Thor somehow uh, in there with the whole Christmas thing. Yeah, since he's the he's the son of Odin, so again, again, just tying in the pagans in with it and everything. Um, he had to be able to tie all that shit together, right? So, <clears throat> and then you got uh, for Wiccans, Yule is the second Sabbath of the Wheel of the Year, marked with rituals to welcome the return of the sun. So again, it's all about the sun coming back. Uh, from the time of darkness, um, hence the whole Jesus, you know, the Son of God, the light, the fourth day of creation, light was, you know, so it's all, it's all tied to the sun and, you know, 
the marking the start of the end of winter. Um, so you know it's uh it's important shit for people a long time ago and you're worried about freezing to death all the time and we're all kind of worried about that here these next few days it's going to be cold as shit i got to get out here and put a light in the well house and all that kind of stuff we're not even going to be above freezing here at christmas and uh that's unusual for here in the south so um anyway yeah there's a lot of rituals and stuff for the you know marking the time of the year and the return of the sun um, some mark the holiday with reenactments of the battle between the Holly King and the Oak King. And so the Holly King represents darkness in the wintertime, right? So the Holly is green in the winter. And the Oak loses his mighty leaves. The mighty Oak loses his leaves, right? So the Oak presents represents light. So <clears throat> when the spring is coming back and the leaves are coming back, they have a mighty battle between the two. And, you know, Oak wins out. And then in the wintertime, they have another battle. And the Holly King wins. And, um, yeah, they kind of can't, they can't really exist without one another. You see, you've got the Holly King and the Oak King, and they're like the Batman and Joker, right? So one can't exist without the other. They're like, was it Poseidon and fucking, what's his fucking face? Zeus, right? One's the ruler of the sky. One's the ruler of the ocean. Um, they're brothers. Or one's the ruler of the underworld. One's the ruler. It's just all the same stories, man. All the same stories over and over again through time. And uh, so, yeah, pretty fucking wild. And Santa and the Holly King are sometimes like kind of close to each other with the holly, the red, and the berries, and the green, and all that shit. And Santa Claus and his outfit. Although Santa Claus has also been, you know, said to represent the Amanita Muscaria. And if you, in case you don't know what the Amanita Muscaria is, it is a hallucinogenic mushroom. It is red and has white dots on it, and you'll probably recognize the way they look from the Smurfs when we were kids growing up. If you watch the fucking Smurfs cartoon, those mushrooms on there are Amanita muscaria, man. Amanita muscaria. Get you fucked up, kid. But yeah, the uh, reindeer love to eat them too. They grow under fir trees, hence the red and white packages under your tree. So that's really cool. Um, give you all a little bit of hallucinogenic uh, knowledge here. So, yeah, the Amanita muscaria, reindeer love to eat them, and they fucking forage for them specifically. And they're slightly poisonous, the Amanita muscaria. And so, long talking time ago, people would um, drink reindeer piss. Isn't that fucking crazy? So they could get high off the piss without getting the poisonous effects. But uh, that's pretty... That's pretty intense. I don't know. And like the legend of the flying reindeer, they say that that could be because the people were fucked up on reindeer pee and thought that the reindeer were flying. They're looking out across the uh, snow and the tundra there. And they thought the reindeer were flying because they're tripping. Or that the reindeer could fly because the reindeer were tripping. So one of those two is the explanation for the flying reindeer. Right? And then you've got Santa Claus... And he comes around, so the shaman back in the day, he would go around and people were snowed in. So the whole thing with the gifts coming down the chimney, that shit is because snow would be piled up so fucking high on people's doors and stuff, you couldn't go in the house, right? So the the shaman, they go around and collect the uh, mushrooms, and they would come around and drop them down your chimney to you. And so you get some Amanita muscaria down your chimney, and that's your present, and then you had a merry fucking Christmas because you're tripping your nuts off. So how do you like that? 
there's a little bit of uh, hallucinogenic knowledge for you here at the end of this special, this Christmas love and Christmas special. So yeah, I mean, there's uh, a lot of knowledge in there. I know I went through it fast because I'm nervous. I'm not used to trying to give you all some knowledge like this, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just something different. See if you can maybe learn something. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you thought it was horrible. I don't know. I'm just doing the best I can. Giving you some Christmas knowledge. Something you can break out. Break out the Holly King and the fucking Oak King shit on somebody at Christmas and see what they talk about. But what do you know about the Holly King and the Oak King? The battle that they had and how they were like the Batman and Joker? You stupid, stupid fools. You don't even know what the Yule Goat is. How do you... You call yourself a Christian, you don't know about the Yule Goat. I mean, seriously. I hate to think I thought I was a Christian if I didn't know about the Yule Goat. Yeah, so some wild information. Armenia, I mean, they're they're like the first. That's why they get so fucking, that's why they got crushed by the Turkish over there. And the genocide. You motherfuckers. We know what you did over there. Don't fucking pretend like you didn't. Santa Claus is definitely not going to come visit you fuckers. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, be naughty, be nice. Uh, if you can't be good, be good at it. Um, all that kind of shit, man. But I uh, hope everybody has a fucking great Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a great Hanukkah. If you don't celebrate that, have a great Kwanzaa. If you don't celebrate Kwanzaa, enjoy the winter solstice. If you don't like the winter solstice, enjoy a fucking feast. Eat some fucking food. You know, steal somebody's advent calendar. I don't know. Eat their fucking chocolates. Sneak in their house late at night like the Grinch and eat a couple pieces of chocolate. They won't know what day it is. They'll wake up. They think they already missed fucking Christmas. You've been asleep for three days, Rip Van Winkle. Wake up, little snoozy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, Christmas time, it's, uh, it's a hard time of year for me. It makes me sad. I usually get real fucking depressed because, uh, too many family secrets in my family. I can't talk about to anybody in my family. I, can't, I know too much about too many people and don't want to fucking stir up shit. And I'd hope to uh, talk with my sister, but she actually, I guess, wanted something that I wasn't able to give her. And so she got really mad at me and had a fit. So I guess I won't talk to her for another 10 years. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Fun at Christmas time. I think we're just going to be here, me and Tanya. It's going to be super cold. We're going to snuggle down right here and watch Christmas movies. I got a big old turkey. I'm going to cook a big ass turkey for me and her and do Christmas with just us. And I think it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be all right. Just us and our little kitty cat. Guess he got in a fight. He's, we got a cat hanging around here. He's got a big old spot on his side where he got fucked up by some back claws or something. Made me sad seeing that this morning. Hopefully he's going to be all right. Just remember that name, by the way. Sextus Julius Africanus. And that's the shit. First accepted in 221. Sextus Julius Africanus. I'm going to assume he was a Roman douchebag. Obviously he was. You know he was. Sextus Julius. Julius the Sixth. From Africa, apparently. Um, But anyway, love you guys. Merry Christmas. And I'm going to sing a song here for y'all. I'm going to sing it through my amps here and see how it comes out. And uh, 
maybe it'll be all right. I don't know. We're going to try it. I'm going to um, sing a Christmas song to y'all. And uh, it's going to be acapella. And we'll see how it turns out. I don't know. It might sound like shit. I might end up cutting it off here at the end. You might not get to hear it at all, but I'll probably put it out there because I ain't scared. But anyway, love you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, here we go, y'all. Merry Christmas. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep. Tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really knows how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you Merry Christmas, everybody.